With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to the Line of Vienna podcast, episode 49. You're probably thinking that that's not Chris, that's not Dan, and that's definitely not Rob. And that is because it is not. It's Johnny. Hello. I'm on hosting duties tonight because Chris is having a baby, I think. He is physically having a baby. Dan can't be asked, And Rob is actually here with me. And I'm, like I say, I'm joined by Rob. So how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, yes, uh, as the listeners won't know, we've just had about 20 minutes of technical difficulties. Um, please refer to the hashtag FreeRobbyLaz on Twitter and you will see um, everything documented there. I'm also joined by two Toms tonight. Uh, the first being Tom Malloy, who we'll refer to as Tom One for the duration of this podcast. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, after... Well, I'm having to uh, take over from Rob because his uh, laptop's been a bit frail. But yeah, I'm all right. Um... Good, good. It is. It's very disappointing, Rob. It is. I'm. Uh, I, I won't say I'm disgusted. I, I would just say I'm disappointed. Uh, and then we're finally also joined by Tom too for the night. Tom Wilson. Hi. I mean, there's almost so much good you can be after an emotional rollercoaster like that. But other than that, I'm good. Thank yeah. You. And there's. I mean, I wish. I wish I could. Listeners, I wish you could put it into words what actually happened. But it, it was. We did. We did, I mean, was, we did think Rob was dead for a for a minute. We did. Uh, we we did the first. We did the first intro, and I spent a good minute saying, "Rob, <laughs> Rob, are you okay, Rob?" <laughs> but we're all here, and we're all ready to talk about Bolton Wanderers. Um, so last night, let's begin with. Uh, oh no, let's not begin with last night at all. Why would we do that? Let's begin with Leeds, the uh, away game on Saturday, just gone. Um, Bolton Wanderers one, Leeds United two. Uh, Kane Woolery with the goal. I'll start with you, Rob. Um, I know you didn't go to the game because you're down south, but what did you uh, what did you think of our performance? Of what you've heard or seen of it? Um, it wasn't great, from what I know. Um, I think we kind of came alive in the last twenty minutes, which seems to be um, seems to be a theme with us. But um, I didn't expect to get it from Leeds, and we didn't get it. Um, I think Carriol, as usual. Gave us a bit of a run around, and uh, Antonucci, as usual, scored against us. Scored twice, didn't he? But, um, yeah, he loves it. He loves it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he scored seven all season. I think three against us. So brilliant. I think it tells you a lot. But yeah, yeah he won't wait until well, yeah, the last few minutes, and Woolery grabbed the goal. But I think we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, it wasn't brilliant. It's another away game, another defeat. So. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of come to expect it now, especially when we're away from home. Uh, Tom, Tom won. Um, I mean, we've not won away now in, in almost a year. Um, I don't know if you've been to many away games recently, but what what, what do you think is the problem with, with us away from home? Um, 
I think the problem is that I'm not going to the away games because obviously I think if I was there, um, they might be a bit more spurred on to try and win the games. <laughs> obviously, obviously. But, um, <laughs> no, we just uh, we just lack any sort of imagination, and then when we go one nil down, um, that sort of game over really when we're away. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it tends to happen at home as well. Do you think it's Tom too? I'm coming to you, here, mate. Do you think it's a bit of a confidence issue? Just not being in front of your own fans, because I, I mean we've seen it from my memory in in other managers um, in modern times. But do you think it's just a particular issue under Lennon, or do you think it's it's something that is just always going to be a problem from us? We're just not very good away from. No, it's not Lennon. <clears throat> this has been happening for ages. Like you say, we're just too intimidated by home crowds for some reason, and I don't think that's something you can really um, like manage out of, of a team. I can't really blame the manager for it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that yeah, they've got to, they've got to step up to the players as individuals, really, haven't they? Um, yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom, one. I will come back to you on this one. What uh, came Woolery? I mean, there's been a lot of stuff, a lot of talk online. I know I've I've kind of touted him quite a few times in in a few of my pieces. I, I think he should be starting personally. I think Lennon's comments saying that he's he's too raw are uh, utter bullshit personally. Um, are you are you on the same bandwagon as me, or do you think we should be trying him off the bench for a little bit? Uh, well, I think his goal um, might have propelled him up to a more medium rare um, <laughs> status in uh, yeah. Lennon's yeah. view. But um, and then Lennon tried making the claim that he was going to start him against um, who did we play last night? I can't remember Ipswich. He said he was gonna, he said he was going to start him last night, which I think is bullshit. Um, I just don't believe that for a second. Uh, what does that even mean, by the way? What does two raw mean uh, in footballing terms? I don't get it. I don't get it either, because he's, he's not young, is he? He's 21. So he, should... he scored as many goals as Emil Esky this season in um, yeah. in his last I mean, he, appearances. He hasn't got a great deal of first-team experience, but I don't think that's... When, when you, where do you draw the line there? Uh, he's too he's too raw. Well, he's never going to become cooked yeah. unless you play him, is he? So yeah. <laughs> it's it's catch twenty two. You you've got to give the lad a chance, and he's scoring goals when he comes on. He scored against um, Rotherham. Fuck who did he score? Rotherham, yeah, scored against Rotherham, and he scored against Leeds. So I mean, what what more can you ask of him? He's, he comes on, and he scores goals. So give give the lad a start. He's too fast and young for Lennon's taste. I think only Clough, Beanie, and Medina scored more league goals than him this year, haven't they? And he's played what? He's started one, come on like three or four times. So I'm, oh, I'm not sure, mate. I'm sure Burned and Aces will have a stat for you. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but well, they'll, know know it, do st- they'll know what his birthday is, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I'm sure on his, on his birthday you'll find out. But as you know, we don't do stats here. Um, Rob, I'm going to come to you here because I know you feel quite strongly uh, moving on from, from Woolery. So let's let's presume that, that Woolery starts um, against Preston on Saturday, which, which we'll come to later on. Um, but there's another little Brazilian player that's not really managing to get in the team at the moment, and that is uh, Wellington Silva. I was so tempted to say Emil, Emil Heskey then for the worst <laughs> banter of 2016. But, um, yeah, Wellington, Lennon's come out with some very strange comments after the game uh, the weekend when asked why Wellington wasn't playing, and he, he's just said basically that he's he's not been playing well enough. Um, g- give us your take on it. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, you've got Mark Davis, who hasn't scored all year. He's done nothing pretty much all season apart from, I think it was the Rotherham match where he got two assists. One of them was a shot that he missed that he should have scored. But um, 
Uh, Darren Prattley's done virtually nothing apart from scoring at Eastley all year. Um, and Liam Feeney's hot and cold. Like, he'd be really good one week and really bad the next week. So there's so many players in that team who are playing badly and just keep, keep getting picked. So it's a rubbish argument from Lennon, really. And Silver showed last night when he came on that he's direct, he's quick, he worries, we worries teams. And he's the only player we have in our team who can do that. So I just don't understand the logic of not playing him personally. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was involved in in two attacks last night, which which we will come on to. But I, I just and both of those resulted in sort of direct action in the box. Um, so I think I agree with you there. That Lennon Lennon's comments are completely um, completely unfounded, really. Tom and Tom, have you got anything to add on on Wellington? Uh, I just wish Lennon. Oh, I'll just, let you go first. Cheers, mate. I just wish Lennon would come out and say that I don't like him. Like for these players that he don't doesn't start, I would respect him a whole lot more if he just did that because that's clearly the reason for it. Yeah, yeah. Like if he came, if he came out and said um, Laurie Wilson's the person who revealed my affair, you know, we'd, we'd be all right of it. Um, yeah, it'd be understandable. Yeah, but instead we he's understand. Like, oh, not I mean, we, and yeah, he still he still have luscious locks that we'd all love <laughs> to see. <laughs> But I think no, I agree. I agree. We'll, I mean, we'll get back he, on to later. I'm sure, though. Um, yeah, we definitely, we definitely will. There, there will be a Laurie Wilson appreciation <laughs> section. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think for, I, I agree with um, with you there, Tom. That he should come out and say, maybe not that he doesn't like him because no manager would ever do that. But come out and give us some sort of concrete reason as to why they're not playing. I think he's not playing well enough when all the fans can clearly see he's one of potentially three players in in the entire squad that have got a bit of a spark about them. I just don't... I think that's a bit of a Mickey Mouse excuse, really. Um, and I, I'd like to... Personally, I'd like to see him start against Preston because I think he would add something different and it's a game that we absolutely have to win. Um, I don't know what anybody else thinks about him, him starting or is he better better coming off the bench? We did more in, what, three or four minutes last night than Feeney, Prattley and Silver did... Uh, sorry, Prattley and Davis did combined all match. So... I, he has to start for me on Saturday. Absolutely no choice. Yeah. yeah. Tom one. what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I'd like to see him start. Um, I mean, we'll get on to his performance last night later, but uh, he does just give us that extra dimension. I, I, I do think that some games he is a bit lacklustre, but um, when you compare him to the rest of our players, um, he does have that little extra spark. Yeah, yeah. Tom too. I mean, he has to like. If he benches him again, then people are just gonna do all game again and demand that he comes on. And I'm not sure when he wants that because you can see last night it clearly worked. So I don't know why he wouldn't start him. Yeah, he seemed to. Uh, he definitely seemed to crack under the crowd pressure. But we'll leave that for the the Ipswich section. So we'll leave it there for Leeds uh, coming up. For the listeners, we will talk about the D-Day of Bolton Wanderers, uh, our flirtation with the High Court on Monday and all things money and takeover. So stick around. We'll be back in a tick. Hello there and welcome back to Love Pod 49. Uh, so as promised, now we're going to talk about our day in court, our third day in court in less than two months, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, lads, is that right? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so, 
essentially, for those that don't know, and I don't know if, if, if you're a Bowen fan, you don't know about this, you've either been on holiday or under a rock. So, <laughs> just to summarise the situation, uh, third time we've been to the High Court in, uh, like I say, in about two months, um, and we asked for more time again to complete a takeover deal. We owe HMRC a hell of a lot of money for unpaid uh, PAYE and all sorts of other tax problems. Um, Sports Shield are struggling to get the takeover over the line, although we understand that it has been done today and will be announced in, in the next day or so. Um, but as of Monday, they were struggling to get it over the line. Um, and we, we're just starting to take the piss of it, really. So I'll just read on Twitter what I was tweeting on Monday. So HMRC was saying that we've been on the verge, well, we've said we're, in inverted commas, on the verge of getting a deal done twice, uh, and they've got a point, really. Uh, they're saying that our deal isn't fully done and there's no guarantees of being able to get them their money in the end of it. Um, Eddie Davis filed a notice of administration just in case it went tits up and the, the court said, no, you're... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you into administration or worse liquidate you, um, and the judge he, he granted, thank God, a, a further adjournment of what we believe to be two weeks for for Sports Shield to get the deal over the line, um, and get complete football league approval. But he did say we've stretched judicial discretion, which is essentially us taking the piss out of him and wasting all our lives. So if we don't get this done in the next week or so, we're going to be absolutely fucked. Rob, I'm going to come to you first, mate. What do you make of all this takeover bollocks? Um, it's just a bit of a joke, isn't it? Um, it's weird that we have the only, the only time we actually learn what's going on at the club is when they get dragged into court to explain themselves to a judge. And yeah, it's just becoming a bit of a joke. And basically, if we can't get things sorted by the 21st. Then we're done, aren't we? Um, we, we, yeah, we are going to be in a in a real, real shit state if that happens. At best, administration at worst, liquidation. But yeah, I think Tuesday was sorry Monday. Um, it was an interesting day actually, covering it online. Um, we had people in the court talking about what was happening and what different parties were saying. And HMRC really went for it, didn't they? Um, they were really aiming at getting us wound up, and you can see why. I mean, if there's any other business that wasn't paying bills and sim- simply wasn't making progress over two like a month or two, they'd be wound up immediately. I think exactly. Like, if I if I came to you on a match day and said, "Rob, can I borrow fifty quid?" and you were like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, no worries. This is in January," and then you came back to me a few weeks later and said, "Have you got that fifty quid?" I said, "Oh no, give us a bit more time." And this happened three times. You start to get a bit pissed off, wouldn't you? Well, times that by about a million, and yeah. you're uh, and you're on the right lines really because that's where we yeah. are. At the moment, um, I think the whole takeover bid for me just seems a bit dodgy. I just don't trust it that there's actually the money there, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to the what we know about the nuts and bolts of the of the bid shortly. But Tom, Tom, too, what's your what's your view on the the general takeover? It's just fucking boring, isn't it? Like it was kind of entertaining at first, um, but like honestly, I just I just want it to be over with now because. Knowing that your club could go into administration three times in the space of two months, it's not good for the heart. Like, <laughs> we need to think about it, that. No, it's not. I mean, the, 
I know a lot of fans that are really, really pissed off with the way this has been dealt with by the club. I mean, a lot of people are blaming Trevor Birch, but he, he's just an advisor. He's only he's only been appointed by Eddie Davis to to advise the the current board on what to do. So, if anything, it, it is the way the board are treating the club, just like a like a play thing, really, just doing whatever they want. Um, Tom, Tom, one, what's your what's your take on the the takeover in in general, really? I just want it over and done with. I think everyone does, really, don't we? Um, I mean. For the life of me, I just can't see why the tax bill still hasn't been paid. When I mean, just it. I mean, it like the amount it is and what we uh, what we're risking by not paying it. It just, you know, it just seems um, very foolish. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they've made a bit of a part payment now using a a debit account, which was revealed in court. Which I, I would imagine is either money from Sports Shield or money from the asset sales, whether it's the training ground or the car park or whatever, just to kind of keep them, keep them quiet, really. But it's almost as if we, as a football club, we just love taking things down to the wire and just leaving it to the very last minute. Um, it's a bit like most people with homework in school or whatever. It's just, it seems a bit, it's just see, it just just seems so so trivial, really. As a, it's a football club, people's lives depend on it. We employ hundreds and hundreds of people. They need to, they need to pull the finger out really and and change tack. Um, so, just moving on, what what do we know kind of about the the Sports Shield bid in general? Well, there's there's not really a great deal because um, Sports Shield, as as Dean have said in the interview he did with us um, a couple of weeks ago, they, they're a very private company. The, the investors are private, but the one guy, coincidentally, that was named publicly uh, is Bruce Gordon, who's an accountant, former partner at um, accountancy firm Deloitte, who are who are big big players in the game. And he, he's dropped out now, so he he takes about three million quid's worth of funding with him. Um, now, who's going to come back in his place remains to be seen. Whether that will be public knowledge, but uh, Tom Tom too, I'll uh, I'll come back to you, mate. What do you what do you think about these all these names floating around and whether or not we're going to be able to actually nail somebody down as an investor? I have absolutely zero confidence that Sports Shield is a good thing. Um, when we get took over, it'll be nice because all this core bullshit will be over. But in about two two years two three years what are we going to have we're going to have nothing more or less because mm. we don't have any investors these private investors that he keeps talking about it's it's very dodgy like rob said yeah it's not it's not really good it doesn't fill me with with confidence either if i'm honest um rob I'll, I'll come back to you mate what what do you think of uh sticking with the investment theme i mean what, what do you think is it better if we we have the the private investors at the, at the back like that who just keep quiet and, and pump their money in, or would you rather someone be be a bit more front of mind, a bit more like uh, like Massimo Salino at Leeds, maybe not as as hands on <laughs> as him, but uh, someone that's willing, not even as an owner, just as an investor, to kind of speak out and uh, put their money in and just kind of put their money where their mouth is, to, to, for want of a better phrase. I suppose ideally you'd like the latter, wouldn't you? Knowing that. There's someone who is invested in the club, is interested in the club, and actually has the money they say they have. The problem with having private investors is um, it's all well and good keeping them private, but then you're not you're not telling the fans who's who's giving you the money, how much money they actually have, whether they're just going to pull out like the, they could invest like ten million pounds and then walk away in twelve months, and then we're even worse off than we are now because we owe ten exactly. million pounds. So. I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to really know what's going on. 
But um, mm. I, I thought one of the interesting things that um, that came out of the Football League bid was around. Um, basically, they don't they don't trust us. They don't trust the investment behind it. So we're like on a leash now, aren't we? They were um, regular checks or something until 20. yeah, until until two th- August two thousand eighteen. We have to supply uh, financial reports every single month to the Football League. I mean that that could get shortened or lifted if we. Mm for good behaviour it's a bit like a prison sentence but um, uh, yeah that is that we're kind of duty bound to that now if if we do get this deal over the line which I agree with you there Rob that to me that seems strange really because I've never I've never heard of that before no I've never heard of it no Um, and it it does just seem seem strange that yeah they just don't seem to have faith and if the Football League don't have faith because they couldn't approve the bid in full first time round then that kind of yeah, that puts us on shaky ground, and I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, I think it kind of it reflects that there's not actually the money there, potentially. Um, I mean, they have to put up, what, 10 to £15 million pounds for this year and next year just to prove that they can keep the club, club running. But it doesn't really fill you the confidence of the Football League saying, well, we'll let you take over, but you have to report to us every month or whatever. Um, yeah. It's not exactly uh, filling us with confidence, is it? No, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. Very much like when you see uh, when you see Zach Clough and Liam Feeney up front on a team sheet. But we'll we'll, we'll come <laughs> to that in the ne- in the next section. Um, just just one final point on the on the takeover, Tom. Tom, one. I'll come to you with this one, mate. Do you think do you think the takeover will will actually get done? I mean, Sports Shield has been a, there's been a lot publicised about them. Um, what what they do, what they don't do. We've spoke to Dean as, as we've already said and. Um, I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this have, have heard what Dean had to say to us, and he was very honest, very open, very candid about kind of what what his plans are for the club. Um, but do do you trust Sports Shield to to do right by the club, and do you think they should be the people to to take over, or, or would you rather kind of dice with death a little bit longer and, and wait for someone else to come in? Um, I don't know. It's one of them where you sort of have to wait and see. Uh, I don't. Like I'm not confident that they have the money, but I suppose we have to um, sort of give them a chance. Um, I, was Mark Isles saying something on Twitter before that it it has, it has been completed or it's? Um, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm I sure think I saw he, something about that before, but I was I was at work, so um, I didn't pay. Yeah, much attention. I think he's been saying what are you doing on Twitter at work. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, yeah, I think. He's he said it's it's all but done really, but they, they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to announce it today with it being the uh, the anniversary of the uh, burning burning disaster. Yeah. So we, we should be hearing something about it tomorrow, I should imagine. But um, yeah, hopefully, even if it's just, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? If even if all, their only act is sacking Neil Lennon and giving Rob Holding a twenty year contract, then. Um, it's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, many others would agree with you, mate. I'm sure they would. And uh, as long as we get Neymar or Messi in in the summer, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will also be happy. Right then, takeover wise, we'll leave it there because I think we're all we're all bored to death with it now. We'll uh, hope by the time some of the listeners get to actually listen to what we're talking about, the takeover has been done. So if it has been done, I'm sorry you just had to listen to that last seven minutes or so. Completely disregard this section and skip on to the next one. Thank you very much. We'll see you in a bit. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome back to Love Pod 49. I'm still joined by Rob, Tom and Tom. And now we've taken our heads out of our textbooks after talking about takeovers. We're on to the real nice meaty stuff. Last night's two-all draw against Ipswich. Yes, we're recording this on a Wednesday and not on a Monday or a Sunday as usual. We thought we'd we'd wait and get the midweek game in. Um, Tom, one, I'm going to come back to you first, mate, because I was talking to you in the last section. Yeah. Uh, would you think it was a, a decent point? Just let's let's hear your uh, hear your your overview of the game. Um, well, going into it, uh, uh, we, we need we really need to be winning our home games at this stage. But I, I do think we're down already. So um, what I'm looking for is fight, and I do I do think we put on a decent performance. Um, you know. Uh, like Mick McCarthy even said that uh, we probably deserve to win the game, and um, Zach Clough missed a few sitters, and um, yeah, generally I think we should have won. But then when you get to two nil down, obviously to come back to draw two alls, uh, brilliant, really. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's something we've not we've not seen of late. Us being able to to mount some sort of fight back, and I, I agree with you. We we were the best, the better team for. 70% of the game if not more if you look at the stats we've had we've had plenty more shots possession everything really we were, we were just the better side and they they would have come set up and it did look like they, they'd come set up for a for a point really for a, for a draw and we let's not forget we only conceded in the first instance to a, a pretty pretty brilliant goal um, so yeah I agree I think we, we definitely should have won the game I agree with you and, and, and Mick McCarthy I'm not sure we're, we're down and out completely yet um, but Rob, I'll come to you now, mate. Just talk to me about Neil Lennon's team selection for this one. I mean, we we started with four central midfielders in midfield. So if that's not the narrowest midfield you've ever heard, I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't, I, when I looked at it, I just couldn't work out what he was trying to do. I think it ended up with Feeney actually playing on the left wing, didn't it? And then Clough kind of playing up front against um, Tommy Smith and Christoph Berra on his own. I think they're both about a foot taller than him, so he had absolutely no chance. Um, I think if you're ever going to play him for Dean in a match, then that's the match you play him in. Um, probably one of the best central defensive partnerships in the league, I think. Um, yeah, so that didn't really make any sense to start with. And then you've obviously got Liam Trotter in there. So I don't really know where he was playing, but he shouldn't have been there. I don't, I don't think he knew either, mate, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I think Trotter's a defensive midfielder. He sits there and breaks play up and then gives it to players who can actually play a bit. Um, so I don't know why he was in there, to be honest. we got Jay Spearing doing that job, and he's been quality recently. So I think um, Mark Davis, I'm just not convinced with at the moment. I'm not, I'm not sure he's really up for it. I think he just wants to move on, to be honest. Um, and Darren Pratley's just not doing it. So to have both all four of them in midfield was just bizarre I thought and there was no width apart from Feeney and as good as he's been he can't just do it on his own um, so that was no. odd it was just a really odd selection wasn't it and then Florida very very strange has Lennon explained why Vela wasn't playing off, sure off the boil um, yeah that's a new he's one not, he's not a right back is he <laughs> so be why off the boil Neil's off the boil <laughs> not bad <laughs> He said, I, rem- I, mean, I remember he said Derek was off the boil, um, <laughs> but then he hadn't really played him in his natural position that much, and now that he has started playing him in his natural position, he's actually looked very decent. 
bet um, I bet Josh Fell is thinking, oh, I'm off the boil. That's at least six weeks off that. Yeah. <laughs> he's that's what normally spot. happens, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's, oh, he's going to get himself loaned out to Peterborough or something <laughs> like that. Um, I mean, same same question to you, uh, Tom. Tom, too. What what is going on with the with the team there? When you, when you, I mean, let, if I'm honest with you, if we were playing Ipswich away, which I went to on a, a damp, drizzly Tuesday night in 2015, I would understand if we if we played that team with four central midfielders. You got a really solid bank of four. You try and defend, but when we're trying to go forward and we need to win games, just just explain Lennon's thinking to me, mate, because I'm I'm at a loss. When I originally saw the lineup, I didn't react negatively to it because it was different. You know, I was tired of seeing <clears throat> the same shite lineup every week that I knew was going to play a shite. But you know that those those um those that positive thinking that I had that I very briefly had uh, when when the game actually started. Yeah, it was a terrible decision. The substitutes were t- just scientifically shit once again I don't know he must be taking the piss at this point honestly because it's it just I actually do want Dougie Friedman back and I wouldn't if you told me a year ago that I'd want Dougie Friedman oh god don't say that sorry sorry everyone sorry for the bad language sorry everyone sorry feel free to believe that (laughs) having said that though even though he lined up in that weird formation we should have been like four up at half time so yeah, oh god! Oh god! It worked, but yeah. It I mean, a... Clough, Mr. Sitter, Trotter, Mr. Sitter. I mean, Liam Trotter. When he come <laughs> back from Nottingham Forest, he, he linked up with with his old pal Dougie, and they must have had some some really great times together, frolicking in a meadow and just generally <laughs> loving life. And then he, he come back, and he, he was actually he looked like a different player. He looked really good. Um, carried the ball well. He just looked really dynamic in midfield. I never thought I'd say I described Liam Trotter as dynamic, but and then he, <laughs> then he gets injured, and he, I, we must have a cursed treatment table. We must because he he's out injured for two or three weeks, however long it was, and he, he comes back and he's he's back to his old self again. He was absolutely atrocious last night, really, really, really bad. And, and can it, I just tell a quick missed... story of um, can I just tell a quick story of um, something that happened at the game last night when of course. got. When Trotter got substituted off, this guy who was sat in front and he went on a rage saying, "Oh, why has Trotter been sent, been uh, subbed off? He's been our best player by far." And everyone around him were just giving him the dirtiest looks. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Was he blind? He must be blind. That guy. Was he listening? Listening to it on the radio? He looked a bit um, withered. Let's say. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> That's. Um... I mean, I don't know. I really don't know why why he's starting games. You got someone like Neil Dans on the bench, and I know I've been critical of Dans in the past, but for me, he, he gives us a little bit more energy in midfield. He's, he's a bit more of a kind of, I don't know. He, he's just much better than Trotter. I think he's much more mobile. Um, I think he, if you're going to play either one of those two, it's got to be Dans rather than rather than Trotter, particularly in the role that Trotter was playing last night, which seemed to be, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. Off the pitch, I, cu- I couldn't work uh, our midfield out. Like I know it was meant to be a diamond, but it, it you know, it just sort of no, it, no it, shape whatsoever. No, because what if you got Jay Spearing at the base, Prattley on the right, Davis on the left, Trotter at the top? Because if you play, if you play Liam Trotter at the top of a diamond, you've <laughs> got to be, you've got to be 
taking some weird drugs with your breakfast because there's absolutely no way any any sane person would do that. I'm sure. Dougie, I mean, what I'm sure Dougie he... Friedman tried that once as well, and uh, to uh, some interesting uh, results. I know, it's a good one, nice one, Dougie. It's, it's funny, it's funny while it lasted. Let's go back to the real team now. Um, but we'll leave the we'll leave the midfield diamond there for another day because I think that requires it's a full segment talk about formations yeah. on a podcast, and and this is. This is not the one. Maybe that's one for, for next week's podcast, which, by the way, listeners, is the, the half century, the 50th podcast. So make sure you all tune in. We've got something very special planned. Um, I'm not going to tell you what, though. Uh, so moving on to still sticking with Ipswich, but moving on slightly further up the pitch. Um, Zach Clough now he has been billed as the messiah of Bolton Wanderers, the, the be-all and end-all of the next 55 years of the club. But personally, I think he's massively struggled this season, um, particularly in the latter half. And last night, for me, was no different. He, he really, really struggled, as Rob Rob alluded to earlier, uh, up against two massive centre-halves in Christoph Berra and Tommy Smith, who are arguably two of the tallest and most physical in the league. Um, so, Rob, considering you made reference to this point, I'll come to you. What do you think about Clough? Where do you, is he a centre forward? Should we play him out wide? Should he play in the number ten behind two strikers? What are your thoughts on on the little man? Because obviously we we need to try and facilitate his abilities as best as possible. Yeah, I'm still not convinced, to be honest. Um, I think I've seen him play up front, and he gets marked out of it way too easily. Um, and then if you sit in midfield, if you put him behind the strikers, then they just put a defensive midfielder in and mark him out as well. So I think it's really difficult. He doesn't really, can't really play out wide because he's not really that quick, is he? Um, it's a really tough one. I just think when he when he gets a bit of space, he's brilliant. Like we saw with that goal against whoever it was Q- against. QPR. Yeah. yeah. He can do that. He can do something brilliant out of nothing, but he can't play up front on his own. He needs someone up front with him, like Medine who's going to actually do the hard work, do the physical work and win the knockdowns. I think that's the kind of player he is. Um, I thought I think you play him off a front man and then let him go where he wants. Um, yeah. But I think he struggles physically when he's up against two big defenders like that, which is understandable. Um, I mean, he's only scored four goals this year and two of them were in the same match. So, And one was a penalty. Hey. And he's been injured. Let's not forget yep. as well. But I mean, yeah, I do, I do see. I see. I see what you mean there. He's, he, for, for someone who we're billing as kind of the next big thing at Bolton, he's mm-hmm. he's a not scoring enough, and he's not doing enough in the games that we need him to to be able and, to be billed as that that kind of special product. Yeah, I think um, his finishing is not great. That's my problem with him. Um, I mean, last night he should have scored two or three. So, I mean, if he's yeah. going to be playing up front, he needs to. be a better finisher in the box and that's what he's lacking so that maybe his best position is like an attacking midfielder or just off the striker like a false nine kind of thing um yeah it's a tough one though because we can't it's really tough to fit him into our team isn't it we're going to pack like midfield with four central midfielders yeah it, it is tough i mean tom tom one what's your what's your take on on the uh the little lad from denton um i think we're just struggling to find him a proper position like um, his best run of form came last season when he was playing just off the shoulder of Adam Lafondra 
so he, was, he wasn't playing as an attacking midfielder. He wasn't playing as an out-and-out striker. He was literally just playing off Lafondra. And um, I think having someone who could finish as well up with him helped. Um, obviously, he's shown he can finish in certain situations with his feet. Um, obviously, a lot of the chances that came to him yesterday were on his head. Um, and he's, he's obviously not the biggest guy. Uh, but I, I think Clough's problem sometimes is that he perhaps tries too hard because like last season when he broke through he, he used to go on all these runs and um, stuff and then last night I remember he, he went on a run and he just took like one too many touches and just like ran into the yeah. defender and yeah. um, I think it's just a case of trying too hard sometimes with him No I agree I think he's obviously he'll know he's a young lad he's on social media I think Chris Chris Manning's been tweeting him tonight about wearing shoes in his bed Um <laughs> Weird, but uh, yeah, we'll still save that for another day, Chris. That's for you to answer next time you're on. You fucking freak. Um, but I mean, he's on social media, so whether he he sees what people write or say about him, and he he must know that there's there's kind of some hype about his performances and and whatnot. But I think I agree with you that he tries too hard, and I think he's also got a lot to learn. Let's not forget he's only. He's only twenty, well, twenty-one yesterday. So he's got a lot to learn about about football and just as as himself as a player, really. And Tom, Tom too. I mean, just to round up on on Zach Clough, what what's your thoughts on him? And do you think we can we can find his 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 correct position in the team, or do we need to sign somebody else to to play alongside him that's not a tag wearing ruffian like Gary Medine? Um, I've always said that Clough. Would be better played out wide, but you know that's just my opinion. Because I just he just strikes me as that kind of player. Um, yeah, I don't think playing him centrally, especially on his own, is a very good idea at all. But yeah, he's not really proved himself at all, has he? Like he had all this hype around him for a couple of months, and he was and he was um, backing it up. But he's he's kind of just been living off early 2015 all the se- all season. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think, I think I think the hype's been a bit too much for him. Really, I think yeah, he, he's got that. such this weight of expectation on his shoulders as such a young lad, and he 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 knows that he's seen as our sort of you know key player, and uh, it must it must be a lot to handle for someone who's barely made twenty career appearances. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Tom Tom, do you reckon he's better if we played him out wide? Would you rather see him cutting cutting inside, uh, kind of? A la, a la Wellington, or or do you think we can we can play him off off a, a striker more centrally, and, and he'll do better there? Yeah, like you said, when he played off the shoulder of Lafondre, he was excellent. But we don't really have a Lafondre figure at the minute, um, so I think playing him out wide is worth a go. That's just yeah, nice. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I, I, I see, can anybody remember a game where he's played out wide? Because I can't. No. I think I think no. he actually played him out wide. I, I, he did play him out wide once last season because I remember in his first few games he played out wide. Yeah, because yeah, I, rem- I remember after the yeah. game, or it might have been um, either he played out wide or he played behind the striker, and he was like, "Oh, I prefer playing behind the striker because it means I don't have to track back as much." Um, mm. Clough said that because um, obviously, what a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> work shy. Mm. God, yeah, that's one of those typical things that will come out in about 15 years when he when he's played for England and he's about to knock the head on his career. That's one of them videos that will come out with someone on the YouTube channel saying, 
So Zach, how do you feel about playing? How do you feel about playing out wide? And someone will be, oh God, don't even, don't even get, don't even get me started on the club YouTube channel. Um, just to just to round up the the Ipswich game, I just want to briefly touch on uh, Neil Lennon's substitute merry-go-round. Now, as I'm sure the three of you know, and as I'm also sure many of the listeners at home know. Me and Stephen Dobby do not get on. And there's many reasons for this, but the main one is his six-yard open net miss against Cardiff (laughs) when we were... when it was two-all. But we'll forget about that and let's just concentrate on what he did last night. Can somebody, whoever wants to take the floor on this one, can somebody tell me what Stephen Dobby brings to our team? Go. (laughs) <laughs> silence thank you thank you no rob no rob silence <laughs> no go on go on i understand what his position is he's not striker he's not a winger he's not really attacking uh, and then lennon comes out today or last night on the um youtube channel and he's like i mean he's, he's such a good impact player and you're like is he he takes <laughs> Really? That, what, what, what about that corner he took that went out for yeah. a goal kick? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, good that's God. Not, that's not an impact. And then he scored a penalty, but, like, to be fair... To be I fair, it was it. a great penalty, um, but... Um... Yeah. Just Let's just touch on that corner again. For all those <laughs> that weren't there at the game last night, which I presume there aren't many of you, Stephen Dobby took a corner in... I'd, I'd say we were into stoppage time, weren't we, at this About point? the 94th yeah, minute, perhaps. Yeah, so Stephen Dobby took a corner, and it's one of those moments where we're pushing forward, and then the crowd gets behind everyone. It's like, fucking come on, we got a corner. I thought Richubko was going to get himself up there. We had every single player inside their half. I'd say we had a good eight or nine in the box. Dobby takes his corner. Bear in mind, he's supposed to be very good at set pieces. It went out for a goal kick. I think it actually <laughs> bounced off the corner flag on the other side. <laughs> It's genuinely. I, I don't know what he brings to the team. I don't. I, I, why? When, when we're chasing a game, we're clearly on top. We can see. I'm sure the, the the three of you guys can see that we're chasing the game. We're we're on top. We're we're looking to get a point, if not all three. And we got players like Wellington and Woolery on the bench, and he brings Dobby on. I don't understand. Is he is he got some dirt over him? Uh, over has, has Dobby got some dirt on Lennon? I don't understand. Can can someone? Shed any light on just what, why he's even at our football club, please. He's got a nice facial structure, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, he can have that. He can have that. Um, that's one of his personal attributes that we'll, we'll take and savour when he moves on. He was, playing for, he, was play, he was playing for Fleetwood last season. He couldn't even, you know, he couldn't even get in... Um, I was going to say he couldn't get in Blackpool's team. He was actually on loan from Crystal Palace, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> he was he was on loan at Blackpool at some stage of last season, and he yeah he uh, was only didn't, managed didn't he... twelve appearances from. I mean, and, he, and he's made nineteen for us this season, and that's that Blackpool team is one of the worst li- uh, championship teams in living history. He's made nineteen appearances for us this season. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> fuck this! Stop the pod, lads! Stop the pod! I'm off. Jesus, well, nineteen appearances in that interview. Len last night said. He's been unlucky not to start matches before he just haven't had the chance to do it. You're like, fuck was he me. Like, Jesus Christ. What was, that what, ga- is- what was that game he started in? He was fucking dreadful. Um, 
he started a match at home and he was so bad. Um, he d- he doesn't he doesn't like normally when a player starts a game they start well don't they or, or they start looking a little bit fresher unless you're Emil Husky you start like <laughs> looking pretty pretty fresh and like you, you actually maybe run a little bit quicker in the first half or whatever because you, you're obviously less tired. Dobby is like a camel. He just he just goes at the same pace all the time. I've never seen him sprint. Can he even sprint? I don't know. I mean, I, and then you must have Wellington and, and Woolery and, and Dans and people like that sat on the bench thinking, what have I got to do to get on over this geezer? N- Neil Dans and Stephen Dobby are the same age, can you believe? I, I think I figured it out. Go on. Stephen Dobby is on the boil. The rest of them aren't. Cryptic. That's it. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe. Maybe Neil, Neil Lennon prefers his meat cooked. Well done. <laughs> Well, that's why that, that is a good uh, good theory because Heskey as well. Exactly, Amiobi, <coughs> Johnson. He has an old man fetish. We've cr- <laughs> <laughs> will, will we have to bleep that? Out? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like his steak cut well done, and then you just beat me to it. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Right, I think that brings us to. Uh, <laughs> oh, can, 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 we, can, we t- can we talk about Rob Holden for a second? Oh yes, we can. Can we? Uh, yeah, talk about Rob Holden's skill in the box. Majestic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, what do we all? What do we all think of uh, of dear Robert? I honestly think. Um, obviously, there's all the talk about Zach Clough. I, I, I think that Rob Holden's um, a much bigger prized asset um, than. I can see Holden playing in the Premier League in the next couple of years. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very good, isn't he? He's uh... Uh, Brighton, and um, yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, really, really good against a decent Brighton team. He played really well, even though he was late in three. Yeah, he did. He did look really good. He looked a level above everyone else. So I think that says a lot. I think um, well, he's, he's just come into our team, and he's already our best player after yeah. however many appearances he made. How many times have we given him man of the match in a row now? Must be four. <laughs> he's made yeah, he's made um, he's made one less appearance than Stephen Dobby this season. Wow! So, really? Yeah. You're full of facts, mate. Have you got? <laughs> have you got? Just got, got, just got Wikipedia off, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. He is truly, uh, truly one of our our best players. He's one of the best academy. Prospects we've seen in a, in a very very long time. I think since maybe since Kevin Nolan. Um, but what about that weird so, video of him uh, reading the um, burned and Oh yeah, thing? yeah. There's I don't know if anyone's if anyone's managed to to see today. You might see him over social media in the next couple of days. In their infinite wisdom, the media team at Bolton have decided to commemorate the 70th anniversary of the tragic Burnham Park disaster by getting the current squad to read testimonials of people that were there. And I was listening to one, sorry, watching one, because it's a video, and my missus was sat next to me. She wasn't watching it. And it's Rob Holding reading an 11-year-old's <laughs> testimony. And she actually said to me, why are you listening to someone reading kids' textbooks? <laughs> <laughs> now, Rob, if you're listening, mate, congratulations on making it to become a professional footballer. But I suggest when you get given a day off, Get your head in a book, mate. <laughs> so, 
Uh, now we've talked about Rob Holding, I think for Ipswich, we'll leave it there. So join us on our final segment of the podcast very shortly to discuss uh, Preston and anything else that's going on in the world of Bolton Wanderers. Stay exactly where you are. Hello and welcome back to Love Pod 49. I'm still Johnny, I've still got Rob, I've still got Tom and I've still got Tom and we are talking about our game against Preston, local derby on Saturday. Um, should be a tough game, I should imagine, as we're bottom and Preston are better than us. Um, they're actually doing OK at the moment. I think they're 10th at the moment, as, as they stand. They're probably not going to get promoted, but it's a very, very respectable first season back in the Championship. So, Rob, I'll start with you, mate. Um, give us your thoughts on, on how you think the game's going to go and your ideal start in 11, please. I don't know. It's impossible to predict the Bolton team at the moment, isn't it? Um, Tell me about it. I'd like to think that we could beat Preston. I mean, I'm surprised they're doing that well. They're not. They're not really very good, are they? I mean, that I watched that um, the game at Preston on TV, and it was pretty dire. Um, no, it was they bad. Scored, it was really bad. This season, they've scored 33 and conceded 33, so they've got like the fourth best defence. And they scored less than us. So, we're a team. So, I'd say, I think we'll probably, we could edge them, but it might like, more like to be a nil-nil. But, um, I think it's going to be a really close match either way. Um, but I think we've got to go for it. I think we have no choice to go, but to go for it. Um, so I'd have Wellington in, I'd have Willery in, um, Clough, Feeney, and then probably stick with the same back four. Um, and if Vela's available, I'd like to see him back in midfield, personally. And get rid of mm, Trot has got to go, and I'd like to see Prattley not play, but that's not going to happen, is it? No, uh, I don't think so. Sadly, no. But I'd like to see maybe Davis a bit further forwards, and then if you're going to play Prattley, then have Vela and Prattley in the field, um, and then Trotter far away from the team as possible. Uh, I think that's what I do. Oh, okay. Very, very interesting. Uh, we'll go. We'll go in order of Tom's. Tom one. Talk to me, mate. Same question to you. Um, well, as much as it pains me to say, um, I think that we need to be starting a uh, certain Gary Medine up front, um, just for you know, just so we don't have to have Clough up front on his own again. Um, Wellington has to come in, surely. Um, if Waller is fit, I'd like to see him somewhere as well. Um, I think Feeney's actually played well the last couple of games, so I mean I, I don't want him to get dropped. Um, Josh Feller, I think he's probably deserved to get dropped, but um, I mean I would like to see him in midfield again. But uh, yeah, perhaps for Liam Trotter, but um, I, I, I do think that Mark Davis gets away with a lot, just sort of on. Um, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He um, does. He's just sort just because of... because he, he, he's now considered as a senior player, isn't yeah. he? That's why. And it's just, I mean, this must be the longest running games he's put together in a Bolton shirt. But yeah, he's been so like below par for most of this season. Um, he's just not. He's not the Mark Davis we know and love, is he? No. Um, and even though he could have, even though he could have been better on Tuesday, um, I do think there is. Uh, a case to be made for Laurie Wilson to stay in at right back. However, after he uh, 
seem to. Did you see a celebration after his goal? Mm. No, you you put it in our our line of Vienna group chat, which yeah, just by the way, listeners, of... <laughs> just just so we let the listeners know that chat on a match day, ladies and gents, pops off. There's some serious <laughs> serious banter goes in there, but we'll, again, we'll de- we might we might be able to have a, a section on on Love Pod Fifty about the line of Vienna suite. <laughs> Uh, group chat, but anyway, Tom, go on. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you... well, I, I was watching, I, d- I didn't actually see it at the match, but I was watching the highlights, and um, he, he was sort of like pointing towards the bench and uh, looked to be swearing, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him dropped after that behaviour. I thought he just said, get in. He, he was get definitely, in. he seemed to be definitely pointing towards the bench, though, like, um, yeah. Yeah. obviously Lennon's, really? Lennon's kept him hidden in his uh, basement for the last couple of months. And, um, yeah, something, something weird's gone on there. Yeah. I can't understand why he got dropped, because he was doing okay, and then he, had, he, he had one. He had one terrible game against Huddersfield, but in fairness, I think pretty much every, everyone yeah. played awful that game. Uh, I mean, we got beat 4-1 four, four by Huddersfield, so that just, you know... Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. It'd be nice to see him in the team, because he's a natural right-back, and he did look a little bit rusty last night. Yeah. But then, I, I thought I, I, I actually I, I thought it was a good finish for his goal as well. It was. Um, oh yeah, I mean it was a hit and hope. Let's yeah. be honest. He didn't mean to put it there. He yeah. just banged it towards goal and hope for the best. It, yeah, it was a cracking finish to actually get it in the net. But I think um, going forward, defensively he was okay. He was didn't really have too many questions asked of him. But I think going forward, I prefer Bella. Yeah. Um, out of the two. Maybe maybe bring Philip Twardzik back into the uh, lineup for shits and giggles. Right, that's your that's your <laughs> section done. Thanks, mate. Uh, Tom, Tom, two. Uh, same question to you, mate. If you say Twardzik, <laughs> pod's over. Hear me out, guys. Um, this is how we should <laughs> Four central midfielders. Four foot front. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I think we should just revert to how we were doing it before, honestly, because we were still doing shite, but we weren't being as shite as we were last night. That's actually rhymes. That's quite good. Um, that can go in Dan's yeah. next poem. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be in Dan's next. An old to God only knows who. Paul Chubka. He loves him. Philip Twardzik. <laughs> Philip Twardzik, yeah. Go on, yeah, Tom. I, uh, I mean... I can't really come up with a magical lineup that's going to win us games, can I? Because <clears throat> there's not really a lineup we can field that's going to be not shite. So, yeah, I agree with you in some respects. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough, and it? it is tough to fit them all in. I think I'd obviously Amos isn't fit. Um, so for me, we we stick with the same back four. We I'd probably drop Wilson and, and replace him with Ella. That's my only change there. Um, I think I'd probably play Feeney on the left hand side of midfield, sparing in the holding role. Um, I would play Prattley on the right. I play Mark Davis at the top of the diamond uh, with probably Medine and Woolery up front. I think Wellington is more of an impact player uh, at the moment. I mean, the games that he started for me he hasn't really been great. Um, and then he, he came off the bench when he was back from from injuries. First game back, he was he was really really poor because the, the, he was playing on the right hand side of midfield, and I where I sit in the ground, he was 
he's on the same side as me and he was just really, really bad. So I think he, he can come on off the bench and especially when defenders are getting a little bit tired, uh, run out of them. So yeah, I'd probably have Medina and Willery up front and uh, I'd probably drop, drop Clough. I think he needs a rest. Um, he can only play in, in certain games for me. I mean, I'd be willing to try him out wide. That's not, not a bad shout, that uh, Tom in, in my book. But I think, yeah, I'd probably rest him for now. So there we go. There's my team for you. We've all done that. Uh, score predictions quickly. I'll, I'll reel through. Rob, what do you reckon? Um, two one Bolton. Two one Bolton. Optimistic. Tom one. Uh, three nil Bolton. Twarzik hat trick. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Tom two. Um, one all. I'd say. One all. One all. Mm, that's not bad. I mean, we need to be winning these home games, don't we? We've all alluded to it at some point tonight. We need to be winning the winning the games at home. Um, so that's that. And now the final little piece we'll we'll go on to, which I've devised a catchy theme tune for, which goes like this: Den 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 den. den. Well, I think that's actually Sky Sports News. Is, <laughs> um, is Lone Watch. Now, the club do this on their socials, but we have stolen it for this momentous occasion to give Tom one time to talk about a few of our our loanies. So, Tom, I'm going to pass over to you, mate. Let's let's keep it in the Northwest and start with uh, Hayden White at Blackpool. Hayden White um, is someone that I haven't particularly rated in his time at Boat Wanderers, but um, he, he seemed to have done really well at Blackpool, which, uh, obviously, Liam who uh, writes for Line of Vienna. Um, he went watching a Blackpool game and said he was brilliant. Um, but his contract is up at the end of the season and I'm led to believe that there is a deal in place uh, for that transfer to become permanent over summer, which would be a shame as he, he seems to have proved himself to be a useful uh, League One right-back. Yeah, has he, has he played for us? Uh, he's, played, he's, played he's, a, played he's played a few times. Yeah. Uh, he played under Freeman. Did he play under yeah. Freeman? He's played under right. Lennon once, or has he? I don't know. Um, oh, is that not Quaid Taylor? Hayden White. I'll have a look now. Um, I'm, I'm sure he played last season once or twice. Uh, let's have a look. Um, well, if if he is going, good luck to him. But yeah. Um, like I say, it'd be a shame if uh, yeah, it's not played. I don't know how to find this, but we'll we'll co- come back to me on that one. I'll, uh... Yeah, I mean, if he gets loaned out, he's out of contract. What do we expect, really? Nothing, I'd say. Mm. Uh, has anybody else got anything to add on on Dia Hayden? Uh... I've seen him play once. It didn't look very good, so I don't think it's a great loss, personally. Yeah, he's, he's, he's... critical assessment, Rob. <laughs> he hasn't played under Lennon. No, he hasn't. No, he definitely played under Friedman. Yeah, he played. He's made five appearances in total, apparently. Oh really? He's played. Mm. He, he he played ninety minutes twice. Um, I couldn't even tell you when, where. He played ninety minutes against Brighton away. I, I don't know if that's when Rob saw him. Um, <laughs> and then 90 minutes against Leeds away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think every time I've seen him for the first team, he's been pretty dreadful. And uh, 
I've never been that impressed in the reserves, to be honest. Um, so no. fair play. To I him. can't. I mean, I've I've slept since the last time he played for us, so <laughs> I can't remember. Um, right, so that's Hayden. So he's that's somebody else off the wage bill. He's probably only on about 50p a week, but you never know. Uh, moving slightly south by about 300 miles is we're taking a trip to Plymouth Argyle to catch up with Oscar Threlkeld. Do you want to uh, touch on there? Yeah, um, another in our uh, big collection of right backs, uh, young Oscar. Um, mm. I mean, he made. He had he had a good debut and then he played a couple of uh, couple more games and he struggled a bit, um, but he's gone out to Plymouth and they've sort of uh, transformed him into a uh, defensive midfielder and he's just been nominated for League Two Player of the Month and um, I believe the plan is to bring him back when his loan spell ends uh, at the start of April and have a look at him in like the last five games of the season um, and he's probably one who we will see a lot more of next season Neil Lennon's got a thing for right backs hasn't he yeah <laughs> yeah. I was, really I, and I, I was saying like obviously Threlkeld's been turned into a centre mid now uh, you can just imagine the scenes in the Vela household when Threlkeld comes back and plays in centre midfield with Josh Vela still still out at right back absolutely that's what's going to happen there's absolutely uh no doubt about that, that Vela will be 100% in that right-back slot and Threlkel will be playing in defensive midfield and he's going to get play of the year next year. Get your money on it. Uh, Threlkel... Sorry, mate, what was that? June. Yeah, Threlkel's out of contract in the summer. Oh, fantastic. Great. <laughs> Great news. <laughs> so he's another one. Right, that's uh, Oscar Threlkeld off, off the wage bill. Um, well, he's not out of contract at the end of the season, let's be honest. Big Connor Wilkinson's um, not out of contract. Um, well, he, he can f- get to fuck. He has one goal Wait, in his I mean, nine Newport County appearances. Does he Ooh. fucking stay there? Um, well, I don't want to talk about him because he's shit. Rob Hall, what's he up to? Because MK he, Dons have... Um, he would not had play. a bit of a resurgence of late. He is also out of contract at the end of the season. And um, I believe he came on as a sub at the weekend. I mean, I was led to believe he was one of their better players, um, which would make sense considering how bad they were against us when he weren't allowed to play. But as Rob has said, he's never going to play for Bolton again because we owe West Ham £7,500 every time he makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, we simply, simply cannot afford that, can Ooh, we? So Connor Wilkinson has two years on his contract. Oh, Get for him. fuck's <laughs> sake! Why? Why? I tell you, he, he could he could end up playing at right back, you know. <laughs> um, oh God, right. Well, let's hope they all get released. <laughs> and then Fran- Francesco Pisano is going to be our uh, another right back who's out on loan, um, but I couldn't tell you anything about what he's up to in. Serie B. Um, Came off at half time the weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. I just don't, you know I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, it's because he's shit, that's why. <laughs> and yeah. I, 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 um, I'm pretty convinced Lennon never saw him play before he signed him. No, did he hell? I've written an article about that today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. he actually has. He's signed players off. He's been watching Sky Sports with the football manager stats. 
Simeon Slavchev. Oh God, remember Oh my God! Right, on that on that note. On that note, I'm calling an end to the podcast <laughs> when, when Slavchev oh, gets on, on mentioned. Yeah, on that bombshell. Good on the new film. Oh, I don't know that means but Not to me, mate. Not to no. me. <laughs> um, right, ladies and gents, thank you for listening to us talk about Bolton Wanderers for as long as possible on this dreary Wednesday night. Let's hope we can get a win against uh, Preston at the weekend. Uh, I've been Johnny on my first hosting duties, so I've, I hope I've done a good job. Uh, Rob, say goodbye, mate. Goodbye, everyone. Tom, one, say goodbye. See you in a bit. Tom, two, say goodbye. Goodbye, lads. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Females listening to... And ladettes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've been Johnny, that's been Rob, he's been Tom, and he's been the other Tom. We shall catch you again sometime soon. Ta-da!